1059 The Region, in partnership with REMAX Prime Properties, present On the Market, real estate advice that works for you. Have a real estate question? Call us at 416-335-1059. Tweet us at 1059 The Region or email us at info at 1059theregion.com. This is 1059 The Region. I'm Tina Cortez with On the Market, York Region's exclusive radio real estate show. Our expert from Remax Prime Properties is Asif Khan. Good morning, Asif. Good morning, Tina. We begin today with Ontario's Associate Minister of Housing, Nina Tangri. Minister, thank you for joining On the Market. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you for inviting me. And Minister, please tell us a little bit about the Helping Home Buyers Protecting Tenants Act that was just introduced. Oh, great. Well, thank you again, as I said, for hosting me today. Look, our government uh, is taking really bold action because we know we have a massive housing supply crisis. So we're working together with municipalities so that we can create the homes that Ontarians really need for today, tomorrow, and for future generations. And so how specifically does a tenant's plan help in terms of housing and creating housing? So, we, you know, we've made... Um, many, many areas where we can support those who build housing to have purpose rental housing. That's where we have a dire need. There's been so little purpose rental housing built over the past 20 years. So uh, when our government came into uh, power and in our last um, bill, we wanted to make sure that we could make it easier for them to build more purpose-built rental. And by doing that, we're asking um, for development charges, for example, to be waived in those circumstances and, and many other areas where we're just trying to make it more affordable to build that uh, housing for rental specifically. But there's another, other areas where we, we're supporting tenants. Uh, um, for example, we have uh, this year in particular where inflation, uh, things have become so much more unaffordable and inflation has been hitting, you know, five, over 5%, 5.3%. And if we went by what the rent, um, the rental hike would have been, it would have been around 5.3% based on the general guidelines. So what we decided to do is instead of 5.3% where it would have been, we actually capped it at 2.5%. So just to, to help tenants uh, be able to, you know, see that it was not as difficult to, to see that hike in rent. And also there's been a, a huge investment made into the Landlord-Tenant Board. And with the delays that we've seen a lot of stories about and heard a lot of stories about, how does this help, especially landlords and oh. tenants, with that? Yeah, it, and, and it works so well in, in to be able to add another 40 adjudicators. So we have 39 at the, at the moment, and we're more, obviously more than doubling that, plus another five staff, support staff. Uh, just to make sure. So this investment is actually six and a half million more dollars uh, to put the more landlord tenant adjudicators in force. So what that will do, it'll help with the current backlog uh, to get people so that tenants or landlords that need to get those hearings much, much faster. Uh, so it supports both landlords and tenants. Just that let's, let's have those resolved faster so that they can move forward. And Minister, if passed, how will this act protect against evictions? So there are many ways uh, how this uh, helps against uh, ev eviction. So one of the ways is that um, so there are some bad landlords out there, and sometimes they will say that we have to renovate the property, so you need to vacate it. So now, if if 
if a tenant needs to vacate that property for those renovations to take place, we're going to be uh, potentially asking someone professional would have to say the unit must be vacated in order for those renovations to take place. So it's not just if the walls need painting, for example, it's got to be a real reason that the unit must be vacated. Um, we'll consult on who those professionals will be. Uh, we'll work with the all industry specialists. Uh, we'll work with tenants associations uh, and, and so forth. So we want to make sure that it's clear that uh, if that is necessary, but also many uh, some landlords where they, they say that they want to use the unit for themselves or for a family member. So we're going to have a time limitation uh, to make sure that they must uh, uh, occupy that unit within a certain time. And if they don't, that, that unit then is considered vacant. So they will have evicted that tenant illegally. And Minister, we've, we've heard some reports of tenants taking advantage of the backlog and not paying rent or, or feeling they didn't have to pay rent and also feeling they didn't have to leave if a home was sold because of the, the backlog at the, at the LTB. How is that going to change now with the additional adjudicators? Yes, yeah, so with the adjudicators, but prior to that, so say for example a tenant is not paying rent, we have a specific form that is being used and it's going to be used um, across the board. Uh, to be able to make sure that, um, so if a tenant is not paid rent, they will be able to fill out that form and have an agreement between the landlord and the tenant on a repayment option. And uh, so say, for example, they, they will pay 25% now, 25% in a week, uh, and then, you know, catch up to those payments, for example, in a month. Uh, that will be agreed upon between the landlord and tenant. And if they do not uh, abide by that, then that's reasons for eviction. So it'll make it much easier for them to be able to uh, have the, the unit vacated. And part of this process includes a 60-day consultation. Who is being consulted and what is the focus of the consultation happening? So the consultations will take place with all stakeholders. So it'll be uh, rental organizations, home builders. Um, it will be, um, you know, many, many different stakeholders that we want to make sure that we hear from everyone, uh, tenants alike. Uh, so that we understand that the measures that we were putting into place, uh, they support everyone that really needs to see those changes. And Minister, we often hear of people that are priced out of certain areas that they may want to live in or, or work in. How is that going to uh, change? What is the government doing in order to enhance that partnership with cities and towns to make housing more affordable, either purchasing or even renting? So, uh, for example, when we're looking at uh, building more homes uh, faster, we're looking at, uh, first we're going to 74 fees uh, that the province's charges. So we're going to make, we're going to put a freeze on those fees, no increases. So that is something that uh, those who are building homes, uh, at least they can plan for and budget for. Uh, we're working with all the municipalities uh, to make sure that uh, they, they streamline the process so it's faster to be able to get permits issued. So, you know, when a builder is able to build that home faster and either sell it or if it's purpose-built rental, uh, have it rented out quickly, that way the cost will come down and they can pass those savings on to those who are purchasing those units or renting out those units. So, you know, there are many ways that we've looked at uh, to try and get things built much, much faster, and it's working. So we've seen the largest housing starts in history over these last uh, couple of years and since our government has really put into force many of these measures. We've had guests on this show 
horror stories have been shared from both the tenant and the landlord side. What is your message to those still waiting for a resolution, whether they're on the tenant side or the landlord side? Yeah, and, and yes, we hear them from both sides as well, and, and that's why we've taken these measures to to get the funding available to have more landlord-tenant uh, adjudicators. And, you know, we're already in the process uh, through the last round of hiring more, so there's many of those. That process is taking place already uh, to get those in place as fast as possible so that they can really get these issues resolved faster. And I think it will work as a bit of a deterrent in future when they know that uh, if, if, a, if there's a tenant that's not paying their rent or if there's a landlord that's uh, having illegal conviction uh, evictions, we want to make sure that uh, they'll be heard faster. I think that will deter, uh, say, for example, tenants from not paying their rent on time, and it will make a big difference. And hopefully then we'll see, uh, you know, anyone that needs to go to the landlord-tenant board, it will be prompt. You know, there's been a lot of challenges with building homes with not only with the price of supplies, but with labor to build those homes as well. Is the target of one and a half million homes by 2031 still on track? And if not, how do we get that on track? So yes, so the, the plan to build a million and a half homes by 2031 is we've worked with uh, 29 uh, of the largest municipalities, of which 28 have already sold, uh, signed on. Um, for their portion, and it's you know it's working very very well. Like I said, we've seen historic housing starts these past two years, almost a hundred thousand in 2021 and 96,000 uh, in 2022. And uh, the one really great thing that we're seeing is more purposeful rentals in history being built. So that's something that we've been really pushing for. Uh, the rental market is where we've seen a massive decline. Um, there's been a lot of condos being built, a lot of houses that uh, purpose-built rental has been on the decline. So a lot of the measures we've taken have really pushed that uh, and encouraging builders to build purpose-built rental. So it, it is working. Um, we are working with municipalities. We're still looking for more ways how we can help get things built faster and more affordable. And we know there are challenges, especially with labor, which is why we're encouraging many more people to go into the skilled trades and uh, many immigrants that are coming here. We're encouraging uh, bringing over more immigrants in the skilled trades and also just, uh, you know, training more people to upgrade into, for example, electrician, a drywaller, whichever, you know, there are many trades that we desperately need uh, in the building sector. So uh, we're encouraging that and uh, supporting that industry very, very well. And more supply is, is going to be welcome news to a lot of our listeners. Minister Tangri, thank you so much for joining us for On the Market. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. After the break, the rising cost of rent. This is On the Market on 105.9 The Region. Stay with us. Need to connect with Asif Khan from Remax Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca. Now, back to On the Market on 105.9 The Region. Welcome back to On the Market, York Region's radio real estate show. Over to my co-host and our real estate expert, Asif Khan, from Remax Prime Properties with today's next guest. Asif. Thank you, Tina. Joining us, Paul Dannison. Paul, welcome to the show. Thank you, Asif. Paul, lots going on with the rental market. Tell us a little bit about what you found for GTA rentals. 
Well, in our April report, which uh, is the March figures, uh, rents are still rising. Uh, overall in Canada, up 10.8%, but throughout the GTA and Toronto, uh, they're still rising. So let's talk about some of those specific areas, Paul. What can you tell us about rent in Toronto proper, perhaps, and some of the suburbs? Okay. In Toronto, uh, rents are up right around 20% year over year for a one-bedroom, two-bedroom. A one-bedroom, a little bit over $2,500. A two-bedroom will cost you about $3,300 a month. Um, Mississauga, Burlington, North York, all going up. Vaughn is right around uh, $2,140 a month. For one bedroom, two bedroom, at about uh, twenty four fifty, they're up. Uh, one bedroom up about nineteen percent. Two bedroom up about twelve percent. So, uh, as you can see, uh, rents are continuing to rise. And, and Paul, when you look at where we were at after the pandemic, how do these rents rank now? Uh, there was a bit of a uh, dip during the pandemic period, but are we past? the 2019 marks as yet? In most cities, we are. Uh, 2019, rents were high. There was a supply-demand issue. We get into the pandemic, and it clouds the issue because that becomes the major thing. People stay put. Rents go down. Pandemic goes away, and we still have a supply-and-demand problem and rents obviously then are rising. And there was a period where there were bidding wars for rentals. Is that still going on then? In a few places, I don't think so much anymore, but if you look at uh, um, the vacancy rates, uh, even in all of York region, they're around uh, 1%, which is not a healthy vacancy rate. So. Uh, as long as you're not going to have enough places for people to live and more people wanting to live in these areas, more immigration, more international students, um, you're going to have higher rents. And we're attributing some of the high sales activity in the last month to the high cost of rentals. Do you think the high cost of rentals actually makes people reconsider renting and possibly into home ownership? Well, I think most of your people are wanting to buy a home at some point. Um, and I think that they're probably saving more looking at the high cost of rent because you don't get your money back when you rent. It's You pay the check away and it, it goes away. But uh, most people want to buy a home. So... Whether that's happening or not, I can't say, but I think people are probably doubling up their saving to try to get into a home. With the average monthly rent continuing to rise, it sounds like a good news story only for landlords. Yeah, I'm afraid so. Um, It it is, and I think that uh, at the government level, they're trying to take some steps to... um, help renters, you know, in terms of giving them some money. They're looking at um, taking away some of the uh, fees that uh, developers have to pay so they can get shovels in the ground quicker and get more uh, supply out there. 
but governments at all levels are really going to have to take a harder look at this and work creatively just to create more supply for people. And speaking of more supply, we keep hearing promises from the government about having more purpose-built uh, rentals. Do you see that changing anytime soon? Do you see an influx of inventory coming? Or are renters just having to wait in the wings for this or shell out more money just to get a place to live? Oh, that's a tough question. I, I, don't, I don't see enough government action to create the kind of supply for the demand that we have. Um, in a couple of years, uh, we're going to be looking at a half million people immigrating into Canada, which is a good thing. Um, but at the same time, the government really has to come up with some way to come up with places for these people to live. The same with international students coming in. Um, people are going to have to be able to afford to live somewhere. And as in the case in York region, we've had uh, some cases of um, uh, people living together illegally, uh, single room rentals, that type of thing, and squalid conditions. Um, that's just not something that should be happening. And Paul, what kinds of trends are you noticing in terms of the rent report? What are you noticing year over year, for example? Well, year over year, we're noticing some movement out of Ontario, out of British Columbia. The two provinces that are uh, picking up people are Alberta and Nova Scotia. So as you can imagine, uh, rents in Calgary, rents in Halifax are going up dramatically. Um, even so, Toronto and, and Vancouver rents are, are continuing to rise, as is the GTA and Metro Vancouver. But we're seeing higher rents, though, on uh, in the Prairie Provinces, especially Calgary, and especially Halifax on the East Coast. And with those rising rents across the country, were there any surprises? Well, not, not in particular. I'm still surprised that places like uh, London and Hamilton are still going up. I mean, I, I expected that for a while, but I thought that might die off a little bit once uh, uh, the pandemic was over. But, but you know, for uh, I think the same reasons, the, the supply issue, London, Hamilton, St. Catharines, um, Kitchener rents are still going up pretty rapidly. So is there any good news to report in terms of the rental market? I think the good news for renters, we hope, is that down the road, maybe fall, winter, that rents might start to level off a little bit. I mean, this is a spring season. In the summer, you can expect rents to continue to rise. But I think fall, winter, we're hopeful that uh, rents will stabilize some. And Paul, if our listeners want to read more about the report itself, where can they find it? Well, at our site at rentals.ca, and there's a tab right at the top that says Rent Report, and our blog has all the past rent reports that we've done. Rentals.ca, Paul, thanks so much for joining On the Market once again. We look forward to speaking with you soon. Great. Thanks, Asif. Appreciate it. When we come back, your questions for Asif Khan. This is On the Market on 105.9 The Region. Stay with us. Need to connect with Asif Khan from Remax Prime Properties? Call him, 
416-985-CON. That's 416-985-5426. Or email ossif at thehomeshop.ca. Now, back to On the Market on 105.9 The Region. Welcome back to On the Market. Your questions for Asif Khan are next, and we begin with Andy in Markham. He needs a supplementary income to help with the mortgage and is considering creating a basement rental unit. What does he need to do to avoid a problematic tenant and make sure his space is safe to rent? Asif, what do you think? Well, first of all, to make sure it's space, uh, make sure the space is safe to rent, there's uh, inspections that you can have done, the fire department conducts them too, then you're going to have to make sure that it's a legal conforming basement apartment, which means you have to have the proper exits, right size windows, uh, fire doors. So there's a lot that you can do to make sure that your basement is safe. Uh, secondly, how to weed out a tenant. It's uh, A lot of times you want to interview as many people as possible. You want to check their credit. You want to check references. You want to confirm that they actually work where they say they work. And you want to be able to weed out uh, people that may just be tire kickers. Uh, A lot of times realtors will provide this service for you. It uh, depends on how you want to handle it. But if you're doing it yourself, I would say be cautious, uh, be vigilant, and try to do as much homework as you can on the actual tenant. Uh, It's safe to Google them. Uh, search them on Facebook, see what type of people they are. Uh, that's happening a lot these days, too. And what about in terms of a reference check? Is that doable as well? It is. You, you have to be cognizant that sometimes they will give you the names and numbers of people they want you to call. So the people that you call are always going to say good things. Uh, another good test that people will use is they will call the second last landlord. Not the, pre- the landlord that they have currently, the one before that, because the one that they may have currently may just want them out of the place. So they're going to say whatever they need to say to get them out of their place mm-hmm. and into yours. So go back a couple of landlords and speak to them about the history of the tenant in their place. And what about those landlords who may think, you know what, there's so many tenants to choose from these days. I really don't need a professional involved in this transaction. What do you want to say to them? Just be vigilant. There's there's lots of services. They don't have to use a, a realtor. There's lots of other services that offer property management that can uh, do the same type of thing. But there's so many fraudulent uh, and scam stories that are on people going on Kijiji or Facebook Marketplace and, and trying to find a rental and then they never pay their rent again or their deposit check bounces and they're stuck in there and you can't get rid of them. So there's a lot of due diligence to do when you're finding the right renter that, and, and you have to be able to make sure that you're conducting all the check, checks and balances because sometimes people will rush into finding a renter just because they want that income coming in, but you have to be really careful and be selective. Our next question comes from Beth in Richmond Hill. She wants to downsize but is concerned that her larger family home may not be attractive to buyers and that her dream of a smaller home may not necessarily mean she will pocket money for retirement. What is your advice in this situation? It really depends on where the home is located, the larger family home. It depends on uh, how it's been renovated and updated and, and kept because there is a lot of demand for larger homes right now, especially with the prices 
uh, being as high as they are, people are moving in. Uh, multi-families, uh, you know, multi-generations are moving in together to make sure that they can have that space in the home and, and be able to afford it as a group. So there is demand for that type of home. Now, you have to just make sure that when you're looking for a smaller home, if you're buying it in the same vicinity, then yeah, prices will be a little bit lower. But if you're changing, uh, say you're selling a larger home in Durham and trying to move to Markham, the pricing will be about the same. So you won't have that opportunity to pocket that money for retirement. But if you're moving within the same community, you should be able to put something away. And I'm a little bit surprised to hear you say that the larger home is still, you know, on the market and people want to look for that larger, perhaps luxury home. Yeah, it's it's a little bit slower than it was a couple of years ago for the luxury market. However, the luxury market also has more land, it has more space, and, and that's what people, when they're moving in together, so parents, grandparents, um, and then and the family moving in together, they would have the space that they need in order for all three families to live together. And, and that's what we're seeing a lot of since the prices went up, the interest rates went up. For affordability, you're starting to see more people cohabitating. So it's uh, it's an interesting phenomenon and it uh, has been happening since COVID. People have been moving in together because they had gone six months or eight months or 10 months without seeing their family. So they do, if anything like that happens again, they want that time together. And that's why we're seeing that. And you talked about possibly moving from, say, Durham to Markham, and that might be a bit of a wash in terms of price. But what about if you're moving from a two-story to a bungalow? A bungalow often requires greater land, a larger footprint. Does that mean that it's going to be a wash as well? Yeah, so, I mean, bungalows right now are in very high demand. There's not a lot of bungalows out there. And bungalows are very much in demand because you have a lot of the baby boomers that are downsizing. You've got uh, people that just want that one-story home. You've got people that need the accessibility factor. So there's a huge demand for bungalows. So you're not going to get a super deal on a bungalow. The other thing is because bungalows take up more of a footprint, there's an opportunity to build a larger house. So some people are buying older bungalows and then they were tearing them down or building on them to make a larger home for themselves. So lots of different options when you have a bungalow and that's why demand is always high for bungalows. As a reminder, if you have questions for On the Market, hit send anytime to info at 1059theregion.com. But if you prefer to visit REMAX Prime Properties in person, Asif, over to you for the 411. We have locations throughout the GTA. So we're at uh, Young and St. Clair in Toronto. That's our luxury office. We've got uh, throughout York Region, Mount Albert, Markham, we have a couple of locations. Uh, we are also in Durham. We're in Thornhill. And we can help you out from any of those locations. Uh, You can reach us by phone at 905-554-5522, and we'll help you find the right location for you. If you missed any part of our show, go to 1059theregion.com or wherever you get your favorite podcasts, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and Audible. I'm Tina Cortez. Thank you for listening. Need to connect with Asif Khan from REMAX Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca.